Cartoons, the animated frontier. These are the voyages of the Cellcast podcast. It's continuing mission to explore strange new cartoons, to seek out new animation styles and new creative storytelling methods, to boldly go where so few ever go again. And now, starting this August, a new adventure from the Cellcast podcast. The Cellcast, the animated series. Throughout the month of August, Jacob and Drew will review the animated series Star Trek Lower Decks as it releases on CBS All Access. Join us, because resistance is futile. The Cellcast, the animated series. Every Tuesday on your favorite podcast catcher. New show, same RSS feed. of the Cellcast. Joining me today is a man who is as swift as a coursing river, with all the force of a great typhoon, with all the strength of a raging fire, and mysterious as the dark side of the moon, Jacob! Honestly, I don't know who he's talking about. <laughs> Why, thank you. Like introduce our co-host, a man who's just... Uh... Like a like Mushu is trying to prove himself that he need, he is a noble guardian. Welcome, Drew. Thanks, man. How are you doing today? I am do. I have gotten soaked at work. I imagine. I'm surprised you're not. You don't. You're not looking over here like a drowned puppy. Well, literally, I got. I got home, dropped off the stuff I bought, hopped in the shower, changed, came over here. All right. And I was nibbling on stuff while I was, you know, preparing. Oh, by the way, we do have a special guest t- tonight. Uh, a man who, if he was called into war and they had war bears, he would fit in perfectly with the bears. Welcome, welcome, Jim, from the Movie of the Week podcast. It's nice to be back, guys. Thanks for having me. Not a problem, man. How are you doing? I'm making it, you know, physical issues and whatnot. But other than that, I guess I'm okay. So uh, for those of you who are unaware yet, we are, the reason Jim is here tonight, outside of we just like having him on the show from time to time. Every once in a while. We are doing a crossover special mm-hmm. with the movies Mulan. So on this episode of the Cellcast, we're going to be reviewing the animated 1998 Mulan. Mm-hmm. While over on Movie of the Week podcast, we're going to do 2020's live action Mulan. So once you get done listening here, go check us out over there. Yeah. Very exciting things. Indeed. <laughs> All right. So, kind of like last time, because we we kind of grilled you on the last the uh, the uh, what is your favorites, what are your dislikes. Well, I'm going to do something a little different. Uh, what is your your most disliked animated film oh, or God. animated series? Oh man, that's hard. Um, there's so many bad ones. Um, <laughs> <laughs> um, let, wow. Um, See, I didn't have any trouble with this one. I would have loved to have had notice on this one. Jeez. Um, most hated animated series. Um, um, or even animated film. Yeah, animated uh, film. Jeez, I'm going blank. Hold on. Um, let me think of the ones y'all have done that I hated that y'all talked about. Oh, he absolutely well, here, hates I, I will, Thundercats. I will, I, will, I will just... Okay, I, I could not tell you my favorite right now. I have no idea. There's so many bad ones and good ones out there. 
But one that I do not like that most people love is the Lego Batman movie. Uh, the modern one, not the original ones, but the, the ones that came out after the Lego movie. Right. Uh, that's that's my big anti uh, for now, I guess. There are too many others, and I'd have to think about it for a minute. But yeah, that's the one that I often have to defend my hatred for. So let's right. go with that. Well, admittedly, while I think we were fairly favorable to the movie, it we did say it had its problems. Yeah. Oh, sure, sure. I think y'all were pretty good about it. So what what do you not like Lego Batman Lego the Batman movie as a comic fan and hopefully on some more of your uh, your podcast episodes when you talk about some of the comic movies the DC films at some point anyway hint hint nudge nudge um, but, hey there's one on the dice roll right now I believe so all right anyway so like the biggest thing for me is the per uh, the way they portray Batman uh, I find I mean I get that they're being silly and whatnot but it really is not an entertaining per, uh, uh, portrayal of Batman. And I find it very irritating and annoying. I mean, I think our, uh, what is it? Will Arquette, uh, Will, mm-hmm. Arnett, Will Arnett, 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 Will Arnett. Arnett. Yeah. Will Arnett. I think he does a good job voicing the character, but I think that the way they portray him is just irritating. And again, just, uh, I haven't gone back and watched it since because of how much it irritated me and all the love for it just did bother mm-hmm. me too, because I think, Batman is such an interesting character. While he's not my favorite DC character or anything, um, I do think there is a lot of great depth to the character, and I think that movie just kind of goes, ah, uh, no, he's he's just this weird, crazy guy. So, hmm. Fair enough. All right. So another question would be, when it comes to modern cartoons, modern mm-hmm. cartoons, obviously we're children from the 80s and 90s. Sure. Uh, with modern cartoons like Thundercats Roar, or yeah. Teen Titans Go, something like that, is made for a newer generation. So, Wayne, where are you putting your cutoff age on this? No, no, no. Be like, <laughs> it's it's more of... Um, because in my mind, I kind of sort of go back to say... I, I, I pretty much start counting that around 2015. Okay. So, what's All the right, question? So, my question <laughs> is, be like, what... What are your thoughts on, or would you consider watching those? Because I remember I've watched a little bit of Teen Titans Go. I've watched uh, a little bit of Thundercats Roar. They actually came out with a full season of it, which mm-hmm. I was very surprised they did. Mm-hmm. Uh, so what are your thoughts on more modern cartoons? So with Teen Titans Go, if you've watched a lot of the original Teen Titans show that follow, that precedes it, um, yeah. they use the same voice actors, and they do. Kind of, it is obviously done as a giant parody of the Teen Titans and mm-hmm. comic books mm-hmm. in general. Um, there's a lot of good to it. Some of it's a little over the top, but it's a fun show. Um, it's not my favorite. Steven Adventure style. Uh, uh, mm-hmm. Steven mm-hmm. Universe, sorry. Steven Universe style. Isn't that right? Well, admittedly, Adventure Time can be is kind of the same yeah, yeah, process. Yeah, they kind of merge. Yeah, Steven Universe and then that Thundercats Roar. I watched uh, several episodes of it, and I think... Um, Based on what I've seen, it looks like they're doing a pretty good job of trying to pay homage to the original Thundercat series. Yeah. Sure, it's the art's god-awful. Um, <laughs> <laughs> but I think they do a really good job of making it seem similar. Having Again, I just watched the entire uh, 160, 130, whatever, however many episodes there are in that, in that show. I just watched oh, it Oh, the all. original? Yeah, because of Hulu releasing it again. I just binge-watched yeah. it mm. all. So, oh, um, wow. Yeah, I mean, I think they do a good job. Um, in many ways, they do a better job of paying homage to the original than the anime-style one, even though the other one is good. It's just very different. Mm-hmm. Yeah. 
Okay, that's good because more often than not, definitely with you know us older, older, older kids. Let's say that older kids, elder millennials, uh, (laughs) older millennials. Let's say yeah. Well, I'm in that transitionary period, so I don't count myself as a millennial. I just got all the downsides of them. (laughs) (laughs) But yeah, I mean, like I get what you're saying. I mean, there are a lot of things about these cartoons that are just mind-numbingly silly. Oh Um, yeah. But sometimes they do a good job, especially when they're trying to pull in an audience um, of the older generation. Or the older generation oftentimes are the people who are, who are mm-hmm. the parents to the kids who are watching oh, these yeah. shows. So, you know, kind of like the whole thing we talked about with Sonic when we did uh, Movie of the Week. Mm-hmm. So, mm-hmm. yeah, I mean, you have parents who watch the original shows and then the kids who are watching the new ones now. So, mm-hmm. sure, some of it is weird and crazy, but, you know, I'm sure our parents thought the same thing. Oh, oh yeah, yeah. I, I, guarantee- I mean, I grew up watching Power Rangers. I'm, I don't know what my parents were thinking. <laughs> <laughs> I get that. Hmm. Yep. Any other questions? Uh. <laughs> oh, easy one. What's your favorite anime, Jim? Oh God, uh, favorite <laughs> anime. You're just you're just trolling. I think at this point, uh, I am. Like, you're welcome. Because. Uh, if you don't know, I'm not a huge anime fan, guys. I mean, the only ones Shock. that I watch with any re, uh, any regularity would be like Dragon Ball Z and the Dragon Ball series. I mean, I think mm-hmm. I'm I don't think I'm finished with Super. I think I probably have a few episodes left. I had to wait for it all to dub. Um, yeah, but I feel your pain there. Yeah, I mean, I enjoy some of that, but that's a lot of that's nostalgia and the people I hung out with in high school. Um, but yeah, I guess Dragon Ball Z is my favorite anime because I actually watch it. Um, so, other than that, you could also say Thundercats being an anime. Well, uh, yeah, technically yes and no. It's Absolutely. it's kind of it's kind of hybrid. Yeah, it's kind yeah of I hybrid. know that's why it's good. It's got a little American in it instead of just the classic Japanese anime style. So, you know, it's good and bad. Uh, I think there are a lot of great animes out there, and if I if I sat down and watched some, I'm oh um. I forgot. I also am a big fan of like um, the Disney anime movies by what's his name? Oh, um, Studio Ghibli. Ghibli. Uh, yes. Miyazaki. That some we do a uh, month of every year. Right. Some of those films are good. I have seen several, a few of those, not several, two or three, and I haven't been disappointed with any of them. They're very enjoyable. So. Which one do you remember? Which ones? Uh, Spirited Away. Um, fair. Mm-hmm. Uh, not my uh, favorite, but fair. What's the one with the mask, floating person thing? Um, that spirited away. That spirit away. I could. I wasn't yeah. certain. Um, I think I saw. Uh, is it floating castle or howling castle? There's there is a howl's moving castle, and then there's castle in the sky. Howl's moving castle. Yeah. And I think there's another one, but it's been a minute. I haven't seen them in probably fifteen years or whatever it feels like. So. Well, if you got HBO Max, you can go back and take a look at a bunch of them because they're all over there. Yeah. Or a I'm lot of them are. At some point. I still got to finish all the Thundercats though. The the other seasons. Fair. other series so so with that with you just mentioned hbo max will you be watching the snyder cut um justice league when it comes out me wait yes. we're not we're not watching this for the podcast i assumed we were uh, <laughs> we we definitely should but that means we also have to watch the other ones and kind of talk about it. we could do that though we can make that, that's easily enough yeah that yeah. could that could have, yeah not i'm, I'm planning i was i was planning on rewatching them all before that anyway so mm. Yeah, we should do that. I'm all for that. Uh, yeah, definitely want to watch a three-hour Snyder Cut. Just four. To see how... It's four oh, hours. Sorry, it's four hours. Four-hour Snyder Cut. So, you know, shoot, it could be good. 
but I do like Joss Whedon, so yeah, yeah. Well, I will I will say the ultimate version of BVS did fix a lot of the problems I originally had with Batman vs Superman. That's what I've so heard. So maybe this will fix most of the problems I had with Justice League. Even yeah. though I actually enjoyed Justice League, but I think I enjoyed it because it was a Marvel movie in DC clothing. Well, I will tell you when I went back and rewatched Justice League, uh, and admittedly I have not watched it since it was in theaters. Yeah, so. I watched it the first time, eh, and I didn't remember most of it. And I went back and rewatched it, and it was better. I'm not going to say it was amazing, but it was a decent film. It just wasn't great. So right. <laughs> All right, I think that gets us to the end of that part. I think so. So quickly, Jacob, what have you been watching? What have I been watching? Uh, well, obviously, I watched obviously Mulan. I watched live action Mulan. I watched. I was at a retreat over the weekend mm-hmm. and had this massive entertainment center, entertainment room, and so I watched the first. I watched one episode of the original Thundercats, uh, Thundercats Kid for Life, um, and then I watched. The, the first two episodes was to make up the pilot for the 2011 series. I watched mm-hmm. that. Um, I wound up watching last week because we had, uh, well, I had issues because I was getting off caffeine withdrawals. So, yes. so that's why you didn't get a uh, episode last week. Or but an, an get official that, episode. You will get that episode next week because we are going to actually record that Spies in Disguise episode next week. Yeah. I did get around to watching the, uh, the movie Ferdinand. From mm-hmm. Blue Sky, and uh, turns out I actually have three copies of this movie already. <laughs> I'd like that to say right. I'm surprised, but I'm not. Knowing Jacob, that sounds very right. Hey, so. well, I do know in the box where that we got our Spies in Disguise thing in from Disney Movie Club, it came with Ferdinand. Yeah, which I'm assuming is the disc he opened. Uh, yes. So the funny thing about my three copies of Ferdinand. I have the copy I got from, uh, I think it was uh, Black Friday. I bought it at Walmart for like dirt cheap on DVD, I think. Mm-hmm. And uh, I'd forgotten I got a uh, an amazing gift from somebody I know full of movies. It had Ferdinand in it. I completely forget it. <laughs> well, at least you only bought it a couple times. Yeah. Yeah. You can always go ahead and take those down to... Uh, game exchange or uh, half price and get at least a little bit of that money back. Yeah, maybe. Well, you know, you could always do an episode on Ferdinand and give some away. That's always fun. Yeah, that is true. True. Or, least, or you could give one to me because I haven't seen it either. So okay, that's I, I would highly recommend. It's a really good movie. And what I is it about? Which uh, is odd for uh, Blue Sky. Uh, Ferdinand is about a uh, a matter bull that. Doesn't want to be a man or a bully. He wants to go around and smell flowers. Oh, it's based on the book. Okay. Yeah, yeah. it's based no, off the yeah, book. Yeah, yeah. And I I was very surprised John Cena actually does a very good job. Yeah, that can exactly. be surprising. Yeah, like so, some wrestlers can't act. And Dwayne Johnson. That's and true. And Dave Bautista. Yeah, Dave Bautista. Yes, can definitely well, very well act. Uh, so I think that's all I've seen so far. I, I know last week. We, uh, well, I remember watched a little bit of, like, uh, Tiger Mask or something like that. We didn't watch Tiger Mask last time. We watched more of, uh, what, what one of those guys called Captain Idiot. <laughs> oh, yeah, Ca- Captain Tyler. That's right. Yeah, some, uh, that, that is a hilarious Irresponsible Captain Tyler might be my favorite anime at this point. Yeah, it's, it's quite funny. It's quite funny. Um, other than that, oh, what else have I watched? 
Uh, not off the top of my head. Uh, oh yeah, Bill. Uh, Bill and said. Uh, I was wondering if you're going to bring that one up. Yes, Bill and said uh, Vixen Music, uh, which we'll be doing a review on maybe ma- ma- at some point with uh, Movie of the Week podcast. <laughs> yeah, I just have to see it. So <laughs> Jim's I'm got to see it first. Out, so. It's like, come on, man. Be like, it just came in the theaters. That's all you got to do is go down to the theater well, I and mean, watch it. Literally, I I texted him and says, hey, uh, do you want to hang it? You want to go watch Bill and Ted at 320? And he said, sure. I says, okay, you need to be over here by 230. Because <laughs> that's when I'm leaving. <laughs> yeah, if, if they were showing it here, I would totally have watched it already. Well, maybe this week I've kind of been without eyes. So, you know. Yeah, that'd but, be kind uh, of hard to watch a movie. Well, I, I think I can see well enough. Uh, but anyway, so, uh, mm. yeah, I'm going to either it'll get here or I'll end up driving down there or something. So we're up there, right. I guess. So what have you been watching, Drew? Well, I have been on a bit of a movie set because I got to look and realize, hmm, I'm three movies behind you on the thing. Or at least I was when I started this. Yes. And plus, uh, two weeks ago, uh, theaters in around here were just starting to open mm-hmm. up. So, uh, he's been at it. The first Saturday I had available, I went into town and I just picked the first movie that looked interesting that I hadn't seen before, which was Tesla. That is the most surreal movie I have ever watched. (laughs) I'm not going to say don't watch it. Go form your own opinion, but I am never going to buy this, purchase this movie. I'll put it that way. And of course, like he said, uh, Bill and Ted face the music we watched. And then uh, wa- in preparation for the episode we're going to do next week, I watched Spies in Disguise. And then I remembered one night when I got home that a certain Disney Channel television series had a new movie releasing on Disney Plus one night. Mm-hmm. Phineas and Ferb the movie Candace Against the Universe. If you like Phineas and Ferb, go watch this. In fact, I'm probably preaching to the choir. You probably already have seen it if you like Phineas and Ferb. Yeah. It is a great ending to the franchise, Mm. to the the story anyway. I still think they have a way they can come back, but pretty much it cleans everything up and everything's... Feels like it's cleaned up right before it moves into... uh, Oh, what is the name of that other show that's technically a sequel? That's Weird Al does the voice for. Uh, oh, Milo Murphy's Law, which I haven't watched yet. Hmm. But uh, yeah, I watched that and I had a good time with it. And then uh, I watched the first two Halloween Town movies, which were Disney Channel original movies back in the early 2000s. Mm-hmm. Those were goofy, but of they course. were fun. You know, you don't go into something like that expecting a deep, serious right. story. But I watched those two and enjoyed that. And then also this last weekend, I braved the movie theater to watch the last Fox uh, X-Men movie, The New Mutants. Hmm. I don't think this is coming up on Movie of the Week podcast anytime soon. (laughs) Not anytime soon. We had talked about it, but it just... Wasn't going to work out. So, am I free to re- fully review this? <laughs> sure, go ahead. It is complete and utter garbage. <laughs> oh, wow. Okay. <laughs> In fact, uh, okay. When we came out, my mom told me, I think that's the worst Marvel movie we've ever seen. And I said, <laughs> Mama, I'll top you on that. That's the worst superhero movie we ever seen. Oh, my. Wow. Wow. <laughs> the yeah. new Hellboy that you hate with a passion oh, yeah. is better. 
than this movie. Challenge accepted. (laughs) I'm not saying don't go watch it. Like I said earlier, form your own opinion. But I thought this is the worst ending to this universe they could do. And I know it partly it's just because it happens to be the last one, although Dark Phoenix was not much better. (laughs) Yeah. But, uh, and it's a shame it's ending like this. In fact, as far as I'm concerned, the the franchise ended with Logan. (laughs) But uh, I did go watch it. It is pretty bad. I don't suggest it, but still, you go form your own opinion. People could think differently than I did, though reviews are not showing that. (laughs) Hmm. So yeah, yeah, that is what I've been watching. So that is interesting because we had, New Mutants was in production almost two years ago. More than that, it was that. in production five years ago. Yeah. Oh wow, it was that long that's ago. That's when it entered production. Yeah. Oh wow, because it was it and uh, Dark Phoenix entered production around the same time. Oh wow, they were designed to come out concurrently. Oh yep. wow. Yeah, it's been Honestly, on the shelf. Yeah, wow, <laughs> and, it, and it's been delayed hundreds of times. Yeah, it was delayed. It had uh, mm-hmm. reshoots. Um, and those didn't help it. Apparently. The only... <laughs> yeah, there are only a few things that have been delayed more from uh, the Marvel Universe at all, even in, in Fox. And that would be like the original Fantastic Four movie, which never came out. And yeah. uh, uh, what's the... Uh, well, I that original see... Fantastic Four movie was kept being made just so they could keep the rights oh yeah that's, i know that's I'm, why the I'm, roger corman movie got version got made i'm i'm being a bit facetious on that but um the other one would be like the new warriors tv show mm-hmm. that they kind of canned uh that was supposed to come out so hmm. yeah they were gonna have squirrel girl and everything really well maybe we'll get squirrel girl again yeah it was supposed to be uh those rights uh, are free and clear now all the at&t commercials um i could take that she could do that yeah hmm. yeah um, yeah, I want to see her beat up Doctor Doom though in her first appearance because that's the only way that <laughs> that should start off. I don't know, Doctor Doom. I mean, we got to get we got to get Doctor Doom in the universe first, but yeah. true. Yeah. true. Along but, with the rest of the Fantastic Four. True. So what? You, anyway. So what have you been watching, Jim? Oh well, you know, like I mentioned earlier, a lot of Thundercats. Mm-hmm. Um, oh. The uh, uh, me and my wife finished watching the Doom Patrol, uh, the second season of that. Um, I kind of started rewatching the Brave and the Bold with Diedrich Bader as Batman, which I still like to hold. That's he, a good one. He is. It is one of the best, and in many ways, it might be the best Batman animated series. I know. I love the animated series from the '90s too, but man, that one's so it, good. It's a different uh, show, though. Yeah, yeah it, because it's a you know extra hero of the week kind of mm-hmm. style. Yeah. Uh, but man, it's so good. Um, yeah, I think mostly that I've watched a ton of movies always. Um, you know, uh, I try to keep up with the, uh, the DC, uh, animated films. I just got the, um, uh, crap. What's the name of it? Uh, Deathstroke film, uh, Knights and Dragons or whatever. Mm-hmm, mm-hmm. Um, and I haven't watched it yet. It's sitting near the TV waiting to be watched. And, uh, yeah. But I watched all the most of the other ones. I think at this point, I think I've seen them all, except for that one. Okay. Okay. Well, I did forget that I I, I am cur- I was currently watching two different series. Um, there again, I have all four seasons of Batman the Animated Series. Mm-hmm. I'm into season four. In season four, the new adventures, which is very the 
the design is very different. <laughs> Let's say that. It's very different. Don't get me wrong. It's it's a very interesting design. It's just like, okay, we had Poison Ivy here like this. And then she looks like she's half dead. <laughs> oh, either way. Either way. Uh, you know, watching that. And uh, I popped in just because I was I was trying to find something that I've watched numerous times before. And I was just like something just to keep my mind busy or something like that. And That's so I popped a long in. list. <laughs> yes, that is a long yeah. list. Uh, I popped in Gundam Wing from 1994, 95, one of those. That would have probably been the original Japanese time it came out, yeah. Yeah, something like that. Well, technically... I mean, was, I didn't see it until like 2000, 2001. Yeah, well, it's it, it simulcast both. Right. It, it was the first English English dub that was being simulcast the same time as the, uh, as the uh, Japanese release. Yeah, but I don't remember it till like... I was in junior high, which would have been 98, 99. Mm -hmm. But, yeah. um, Yeah, watching that. um, But, yeah, that's basically all I've been watching. And I I think everybody else is done with their watching. Yes. So, (laughs) what do we got in the news? Okay. Uh, Not a whole lot. Uh, I think last week we we did mention, if I remember correctly. Not last week, but. Yeah, the week before. I think we mentioned it, but it's worth repeating again. Uh, Joe Rupert, uh, he was one of the guys who created Scooby-Doo. Mm-hmm. One of the designers, he passed away. Uh, back on August 31st. Hmm. Back on 31st, so yeah. Yeah, you'll be missed. Alright, so, going into news. So, all I have right now is actually just two... Um, oh, yeah. It's uh, two movies that are coming out. Uh, the official teaser trailer for the highly anticipated animated feature Walker Walker Walkers has arrived. Walkers? Yeah, Walkers. Walk Walkers. Mm-hmm. Let me say. W-L-L-K. Walk. Curse. Walk Walkers. Walk Walkers. Odd. I have never heard of this. Yeah, me either. It's, they it's, say it's highly anticipated. I ain't never heard of it. Yeah, apparently. What's the American name for this thing? Uh, it's not going to sell over yeah, here. Yeah, Walt Walkers. That's what it's called. Uh, it's, a, it's an exclusive with uh, Apple TV Plus and is following its theatrical run through uh, G Kids. An Apple original film, Walt Walkers, is the latest in a Two two time it wouldn't have been. Yeah, either way, there's a new there's a new movie coming out on uh Apple TV T- TV Plus. And uh so if you're interested, if you have Apple TV Plus, be like go check it out. Okay. Because I'm gonna get severely tongue tied if I try to say this even further. Alright, and so another this is more of a TV movie mm-hmm. that seems to be concluding a very long running series that has something to do with changing into different aliens ten times. <laughs> uh, is this, has this series been rebooted about that many times? Yeah, roughly. And had a, a bad live-action movie that tried to take the the movie, uh, the, the title of uh, the, one of the worst movies ever made, Mano Sands of Fate, and turn it into a weird kind of item for them to have to fight? Okay, I didn't know about that. <laughs> yeah, one of the live-action movies, they, fight, they, they have to stop an item being used called Manos the Hands of Fate. 
which is one of the which was a movie live action movie made in El Paso that uh, was made because somebody lost a bet. Oh, okay. All right. So for those of you who are wondering, be like, now what are these guys talking about? Uh, okay. So Ben Ten, Ben Ten, of course. Uh, Cartoon Network's Ben Ten. Uh, uh, quite literally, they're doing Ben Ten versus the Universe. The movie premieres worldwide Saturday, October tenth. Uh, the TV movie will be available for fans across the globe in the U.S. Canada air, uh, which will air uh, at 6 p.m. Uh, only on Cartoon Network. Uh, the film will also be a digital release October 11th on all major platforms as well as DVD on October 13th through Warner Brothers Home Entertainment. Okay. All right, so that's all I've got in the news. Hey, uh, uh, did you hear about, um, I don't know, have y'all seen the show Primal? On Adult Swim? No, no. I, I have not okay. seen that. Well, I, I just read that they were doing a, uh, that they just got a second season. It's supposed to be a big thing. So it's okay. made by the same guy who did Samurai Jack. Oh, oh uh, yeah, yeah, yeah. Tartakovsky. Yeah, that's his name. Yeah. <laughs> yeah. I was just well, looking at I'm that. sure it's good. It's just I hadn't heard of it. Yeah, I, I, I don't, heard... I don't follow the Adult Swim stuff that much. Right. It looks good. I haven't watched it, uh, but I, I'd seen an article. Uh, when I was looking at news the other day, mm. um, and also I don't know if you uh, if this this kind of fits Powderpuff Girls. They're doing a Powerpuff. Uh, Powerpuff. Powerpuff. Sorry, Powerpuff Girls. That's what I'm to quote to, to quote the ancient uh, commercial from when it came out. There is no D. Absolutely. <laughs> but there is a D and destroy as a destroy them. <laughs> yeah, uh, they're getting a, a live action film. Or a live-action series, sorry. Uh, so, we'll see how that goes, though. I don't know. I mean, but it seems appropriate to your channel, so I figured I would mention Yeah, that. okay. Yeah. Hadn't run I across mean, that one yet, but... Yeah. Cool. I haven't heard about it yet, but okay. Yeah. I mean, I watched the anime version of Powerpuff Girls. How much different can this be? Well, hmm. you never know. No. <laughs> live-action remakes can go all sorts of ways. Very that, true. true. Very true. <laughs> so... Yeah. Kind of like the movie we're going to review on Movie of the Week podcast. Indeed. Absolutely. So, well, I mean, uh, and, and look at comic book movies, too. I mean, yeah, they're all yeah. based on, half of those are based on cartoons, so. True. You know, or cartoon-type mm -hmm. themes, so. Anyway, well, sorry. Well, let's <laughs> go ahead and move into the spoiler-free section of our review for the movie 1998's Mulan. From Disney. As opposed to who? I don't, know. Some, I don't know. Anybody, somebody some, else, probably. Some third, some some third party, foreign Second country want to like try to you know make money off of it. Yeah, because there's bound to be another open license. Admittedly, we do not have the asylum cut of Mulan. <laughs> Any the asylum cut? Well, you, you know, the the they make all the really bad uh, fake movies to trick grandmas into buying. Buying movies uh, for their kids. That's right, yeah. Like uh, Transmorphers and Beauty yeah. and the something, I don't know. Anyway. Yeah. Uh, well, there there are other movies. There's The Secret of Mulan and some other ones, apparently. True. However, we are doing 1998's Disney's Mulan. Oh, thank you. Jim, what are your spoiler-free thoughts on this movie? I wish they would just re-release the Szechuan sauce for McDonald's. I mean, that's really <laughs> what I want as far know, as Mulan is concerned. Do you um, not remember how much trouble that gay, gay had a year, a couple years ago? 
Well, it worked the second time they did it. The first time it failed badly, but the second time they did it, it was really good. It worked out. Actually, um, I'm oh kind of surprised gosh. McDonald's didn't do that for this release. <laughs> but, uh, yeah, that, that's what they ought to do. Um, now, so, uh, like, spoiler now, honest, Now, honestly, it was like, when this movie came out, they had the Szechuan sauce came out because Jim was like, oh, my gosh, best thing ever. And then it was gone away. Oh, my gosh. He would not stop talking about it. True. <laughs> you. Okay. So you're saying the Rick and meme, Rick and meme, Rick, Rick and, and Morty, Morty meme uh, was true? Yes. I love okay. Rick and Morty too, by the way. That's I a haven't great seen show. Rick and Morty. I, I haven't gotten into Rick and Morty. It's so. one and of those shows, especially with y'all. I don't think y'all like I it. I have but, tried. But I but will I caution you, survive three or four episodes first before you make a decision. First episode I watched, I was like, ugh. But yes, watch the first three episodes, enjoy, and then see how deep it is and then decide whether you love or hate it. But yeah, it's, well, it's very graphic and stuff too. So ad- I can admitted, see it. Admittedly with us watching lower decks, which is cre- made by created by the same guy mm-hmm. who created Rick and Morty. I, at least we understand his comedy. Yeah. I meant to watch. I meant to mention the lower decks too earlier. I watched that recently too. It's fantastic. I hated it at first, but then I rewatched the first episode and I kind of mm-hmm. like it now. So yeah. Uh, and for those curious, we will get back to releasing those. It's just Labor Day kind of screwed up our plans. Yeah. So we'll get back to that probably within the next week or so. Anyway, but anyway spoiler free comments on uh, Mulan. This movie is uh, it's something I never watched as a kid. It came out after most of my uh, favorite Disney films. Um, uh-huh. So I kind of didn't care. Um, back into the Renaissance. Yeah, back in the old days. Well, for some reason, I think this is true. Is like the Hunchback of Notre Dame is like that cutoff point. Almost nobody I know watched it when it came first came out. Yeah, my cutoff and point was anything after Lion King. I think pretty much. Uh, so. Fair enough, because the only thing I know of off the top of my head that came out after that was Pocahontas. Right. Yeah. It was. It was a little too quote unquote girly for me at the time. So it's understandable. Yeah. Yeah, yeah, this movie, girly. <laughs> yeah. <laughs> so um, as far as this movie goes, though, it's got a good uh, voice cast. Um, you know, your voice actors are really good. Mm-hmm. It mm-hmm. does have... Uh, it's it's based on a historical uh, legend uh-huh. story passed down in Actually, uh, it's in a poem. China. Huh? It's a poem. Sure, a poem. Um, well, more on that in a minute. Yeah, it's been written multiple times in different ways. But yeah, the poem probably is earliest. Word of mouth was probably before that. But, um, yeah, I mean, it's it's worth watching. If you have kids, uh, especially girls, uh, and even boys, it'd be good for boys, mm-hmm. too. But, I mean, uh, this could be great for uh, girls, too. I think more than boys. Um, because it is about uh, women pushing against a system at times and about True. doing what they need to do and so on and so forth. But I won't get too much into that. But yeah, it's it's worth watching, and if you have kids, you definitely should watch it. So, all right, Jacob, your spoiler-free thoughts. All right, uh, to quote Mushu, "Light me." <laughs> I think he just did. <laughs> Get started. No, no. Go. Uh, I thoroughly enjoyed this film. I remember watching it when I was younger, and uh, like Jim said, be like, "Oh, it's a girls' film." Be like, "This is not going to be. Like, it's not going to appeal to me." But, um, Especially that first couple minutes. Yeah, that's true. But um, after I I watched it on Disney Plus on my tablet, so that was an interesting experience. Mm-hmm. 
uh, and I really, really enjoyed it. I love the historical, the historical fact, the historical facts, but the historical setting, the actually playing into like having set in the culture and having the cultural uh, rules of the day. Um, and you know about family honor and all that good stuff. Mm-hmm. Be like, I thoroughly enjoyed. I was oh my gosh because I didn't quite realize that was in the film. Because uh, honestly, because when I was younger, I dismissed it. Right. But uh, I really enjoyed it. I really, really enjoyed it. Uh, I, I literally found myself on the edge of my pillow watching it. <laughs> I was like, oh, this is so good. <laughs> but uh, yeah, that's my spoiler-free talk. You. The first time I was in the room while this was on, and I have to say it that way, hmm. is because is uh, it happened to be playing on a VHS on a projector in kind of a cafetorium, ironically here in Jacksonville. Huh. When I was down here for a seventh, either seventh or eighth grade, I don't remember which, but it was uh, a band solo and ensemble contest, and they had it on the big screen for some unknown reason Hmm. admittedly i was focused on other things while it was on so i didn't really watch it but i was in the room at the time i didn't watch this when it originally came out because like i said earlier prior the hunchback of notre dame was really the first movie i didn't kind of go out of my way to go watch Hmm. or didn't beg to go watch uh toy story was another matter Hmm. along with uh Many that's the thing is I was fully on with Pixar, but Disney proper, I kind of like eh. I, I, around this time, I kind of moved away from right. So the first time I actually was around the story was within a certain video game that seems seems to keep coming up in the uh, show. Uh, I wonder what video game series this is. Well, more on that later. <laughs> yeah, but. Uh, I did not actually watch this movie properly for the first time until about uh, three or four years ago when I rented the DVD through Netflix, Mm. you know, through the mail, back when that was still a a thing I did regularly. And I watched it that way, and then uh, I didn't see it again until a couple years ago when I just happened to say, you know what, I remember liking this movie. I especially remember liking one song in particular watch it again and so when we decide when this movie was starting to come out for the live action one yeah uh i was all on board for us doing this double feature uh between the two podcasts so but they got kind of cut back kind of yeah pushed we back to do thanks corona <laughs> the, the day we were supposed to record this the following day i was supposed to be on a cruise ship yep that was a long time ago <laughs> that was a long, long time, time ago though. uh that cruise sh- cruise will still happen later, but not this year. Um, so you'll go sailing away at some point. Yes, <laughs> takes me away to where I'm going. Anyway, uh, I remember I've enjoyed this movie uh, multiple times. I do think it's probably in my mind. I think I consider this underrated, but only because in my mind, from Pocahontas to tangled there seems to be a weird nebulous era area where there were some good movies that came out from disney but they don't trigger in my mind as being 
big movies. I, gotcha. I think that's age. Part of that is age. Is. I would have been in junior high and high school. Uh, one of the movies I do want to get on the list eventually uh, was also from this era, which was uh, Emperor's New Groove. Mm. And I first saw that my freshman year in high school. And then subsequently on a mission trip to Mexico, but that's beside the point. Right. Uh, this one just is one of those that kept happen- kept falling behind. And I do know one of the reasons I searched this one out originally was because uh, of the main actress in this movie. Ming-Na Wen. Ming-Na Wen, mm. who I first discovered myself when uh, I watched first watched Final Fantasy The Spirits Within uh, back in 2002. That's right. Yeah. More on that in a minute, because I found out some other interesting act roles she was in. Uh, <laughs> so, yeah, that's pretty much my spoiler-free thoughts. I remember enjoying it and looking forward to talking about it. Yeah. I'm a huge Ming-Na Wen fan, like, big Ming-Na Wen fan. I've been a fan of her since I was a kid. Uh, so, yeah, totally on board with that. <laughs> Alrighty. Well, if we are ready to jump into the spoiler-filled section... I think we should go ahead and do that. I think so. You good with that, Jim? I am fine with that. Alrighty, so join us on the other side. <laughs> oh, so I need to stop the recording, huh? I, I was like, I don't know, do you stop the recordings and then... following is a spoiler-filled review for the movie Mulan. Listener discretion is advised. Mulan was directed by Tony Bancroft, who also would go on to direct uh, something called Animal Crackers, and then was in the animation department on both Mary Poppins Returns and the upcoming movie Space Jam, The New Legacy. It was also directed by uh, Barry Cook, who would go on to direct Arthur Christmas and was uh, actually directed the Roger Rabbit short Trail Mix-Up. Hmm. Which was the one you thought was new a couple, a couple episodes back. Oh, yeah, that's right. Right, right, right. Uh, the writers on this, these are all the screenplay writers because there was like all Disney movies from this era. They actually had about a very long list of writers, but I'm not including everybody. Uh, just the screenplay. So, uh... Rita Hisayo uh, was one of the writers. Also, she also wrote uh, Toy Story 2. Chris Sanders, who would also go on to write Lilo and Stitch. Phil Lazabnik, who would who uh, also direct uh, wrote uh, Pocahontas. And then Raymond Singer and Eugenia Bostwick Singer uh, both helped write Joseph King of Dreams for DreamWorks. Hmm. And, of course, it is based on the Ballad of Mulan by Guao Maokin, which I am probably said completely wrong. My apologies there. The music was handled by uh, Jerry Goldsmith for the score. He did uh, score to Star Trek The Motion Picture and The Secret of Nim. And uh, Dave Zippel wrote the lyrics to the songs, and uh, he was also a lyricist for uh, the movie Hercules. Getting into the cast, 
We've got, of course, Ming-Na Wen as Fa Mulan. She was Chun-Li in Street Fighter. Dr. Aki Ross in Final Fantasy The Spirits Within. And Melinda May in Marvel's Agents of S.H.I.E.L.D. And several, 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 several other things. <laughs> Which we talked yeah. about that earlier. Yeah. <laughs> uh, Eddie Murphy plays Mushu. And along with being a fairly uh, well-liked comedian, at least back in the 80s, uh, he is also the voice of Donkey in Shrek. Donkey! Uh, Miguel Ferrer was the voice of uh, Shan Yu, which was the leader of the Huns. In Iron Man 3, he was Vice President Rodriguez. And in all the Twin Peaks-related uh, mater- franchise, he was FBI agent Albert Rosenfield. Which I believe is the main protagonist of that franchise. Don't get me a lion. <laughs> uh, Harvey Fierstein played Yao, which was the short, angry uh, soldier. He was the voice of Frank. Or he played uh, Frank in Mrs. Doubtfire and uh, Marty Gilbert in uh, Independence Day. Frida Fo Shen played Fa Li, who is Mulan's mother. And. She didn't have much on her IMDb list, but the the one I had to put on here was the Chinese food lady in Dude, Where's My Car? Literally has that many O's. Oh, wow. In, in how it's credited. Okay. That's one I probably should watch just to see how stupid it is. Uh, June Foray played Grandmother Fa. She was the voice of Wheezy and Lena Hyena in Who Framed Roger Rabbit. Ah. And Lucifer in Cinderella. Lucifer. That was the cat, for those of you who don't know. James Hong played Chi Fu. He was uh, Mr. Ping in Kung Fu Panda, which was Poe's adopted father mm-hmm. in that franchise. Yeah. And uh, in Marvel's Agents of S.H.I.E.L.D., he played Melinda May's father, William May. Huh. And he's been in, like, 400 other roles. True. Yes, but I had to pick stuff. Yeah, Yeah, he's, like, one of the greatest uh, Asian-American actors, and uh, there's currently a petition to get him on the Hollywood Walk of Fame, by the way. I'm actually surprised he's not, Mm -hmm. to be honest. Uh, Miriam Margoyles played the matchmaker, and she was Professor Pomona Sprout in the Harry Potter franchise. Pat Morita played the Emperor, and he is, of course, Mr. Miyagi in The Karate Kid, and Al in Happy Days. You know the restaurant they're always at? It's called Al's Diner? That's right, yeah! Before the fat guy that replaced Pat Morita on there yeah. took over? Pat Morita's name was Al, and he ran the diner. Oh, okay. Wax on, wax off. Pretty much. Uh, Soon Tech O played Fa Zhou, Mulan's father. And in The Man with the Golden Gun, he played a character named Hip. James Shigeta played General Lee. And in Die Hard, he played Takagi. Oh. George Takai played the first ancestor. And he is, of course, Sulu on Star Trek. Jerry Tondo played Chien Po, which was the fat co-soldier. He played the character of Eddie in the 1988 series Beauty and the Beast. Ah. You know, the one that had uh, Hellboy in it? 
Not the not the character. How was the actor? Ron Perlman. Yeah, he played Beast in that one. Sorry, it just that his name just anyway. <laughs> Getty Watanabe played Ling, the skinny soldier, mm-hmm. and in the Weird Al Yankovic classic UHF, he played Cooney. I'm guessing from the look on your face, Jacob, you've I'm never so seen UHF. What you're talking about? <laughs> Have you ever seen the clip uh, where? Uh, well, no, you probably haven't seen Wheel of Fish. No. I will show you this clip off air, but okay. it is funny. Okay. And that was the other only major thing I saw he was in. Uh, B.D. Wong played Shang, and he has played uh, Dr. Henry Wu in the Jurassic Park franchise. Our good buddy, Frank Welker. Has he done anything in the animated world, Frank Welker? <laughs> a couple things. How dare you, Just man? How dare Sorry, you? Sorry, I had to ask <laughs> and uh, in this movie, he played Khan and Cricky. Played the cricket. He in uh, he played the characters of Shao Khan and Reptile in Mortal Kombat. <laughs> Get over here. Leah Salonga was Mulan's singing voice, mm-hmm. and she was also Jasmine's singing voice in Aladdin. And Donny Osmond was Shang's singing voice. And along with, of course, being a popular singer from the 70s and 80s mm-hmm. with his sister Marie. Mm-hmm. In the uh, music video for Weird Al Yankovic's uh, song, White and Nerdy, he was a background dancer. <laughs> Okie dokie then. Last but not least, Jeff Bennett played uh, an ancestor in an uncredited role. And he is our gateway into this week's Kingdom Hearts connection. As, as he played, uh, I just lost it on here, uh, the mayor of Halloween Town and Mr. Shmee in Kingdom Hearts 1, Merlin and Lumiere in Kingdom Hearts 2, Bashful in Kingdom Hearts Birth by Sleep, and the large and small Beagle Boys in Kingdom Hearts Dream Drop Distance. Huh. Also, uh, Pat Morita... Ming-Na Wen, B.D. Wong, Frank Welker, Harvey Fierstein, Getty Watanabe reprise their roles from Mulan in Kingdom Hearts 2. And Chris Sanders, of course, plays Stitch in both Kingdom Hearts 2 and Kingdom Hearts Birth by Sleep. Figured you'd appreciate that. Yes. So that is the end of my cast list. What do we got in... What are we calling this thing now? Bills and... Billing and stuff? (laughs) Info and stuff. Info and stuff. Info I don't know. Stuff. We change the name of this section every week. We do. Okay. So you can currently watch, uh, if you're subscribed to Disney Plus or Netflix, you can go and watch this film on there. Mm-hmm. Uh, you can rent it from iTunes, Amazon for two ninety nine, or on YouTube or any other platform for three ninety nine. On IMDW, it has a ranking of 7.6 out of 10, which mm-hmm. is not bad. Uh, on Rotten Tomatoes, it has a score of 86, which is, there again, not bad. Yeah. Not bad. All right. So, production-wise, it was done Walt Disney Pictures and Walt Disney Feature Animation. Distribution was Bona Vista Pictures. Mm-hmm. It was released on June 19th, 1998. Box office-wise, it had a budget of 
$90 million estimated wise. Opening weekend for America was $22.7 million and its U.S. gross was $120.6 million. Its world domestic gross was $304.3 million. So yeah, it made a bit of money back in spades. <laughs> yeah. Alright, so home release. It was first released on VHS back in February 2nd, 1999, as part of the Walt Disney Masterpiece Collection lineup. Mulan was released on DVD uh, November 9th, 1999. Then in March 2013, Walt Disney Student Entertainment released Mulan and Mulan 2. Yes, it has a sequel on Blu-ray and DVD in collaboration with the film's 15th anniversary. Okay. And they just recently, as you probably already know, they've just released the live action uh, Mulan into on Disney Plus, which on you Premier get access. on Premier Access, which costs you $30. And uh, yeah, I'd say go watch it. It's good. And All that's $30 with unlimited access. Yes, and it doesn't exactly. Come out True. Ag- it doesn't come out for everybody until December. Yeah, until December. So, yeah. Which is which is not bad if you if yeah. you look at it. Especially if you've got kids or a family who's going to watch it. It's a great way to do it. Um, I know that a lot of people, if you're not big on it, waiting till December is not a big thing, though. No. But otherwise, if you want to watch it, 30 bucks, all you can watch it. And uh, yeah. yeah, it's great. Indeed. Getting into the plot summary for uh, this movie. The Huns, who are led by the ruthless Shan Yu, invade the Imperial Han China by breaching the Great Wall. The Chinese Emperor orders a general mobilization with conscription notices requiring one man from each family to join the Chinese army. When Fa Mulan hears that her elderly father, Fa Zhou, the only man in their family, and an army veteran is going to war once more, she becomes anxious and apprehensive due to his weakening health. Taking her father's old armor and cutting her long hair, she disguises herself as a man so that she can enlist instead of her parent. The family quickly learns of her departure, and Mulan's grandmother prays to the family ancestors for Mulan's safety. The ancestors order their great stone dragon to protect Mulan. They send the small dragon, Mushu, a disgraced former guardian, to awaken the stone dragon, but he accidentally destroys it in the process. Mushu conceals this from the ancestors and resolves to protect Mulan himself. Reporting to the training camp, Mulan is able to pass as a man, although her military skills are initially lacking. Mushu provides clumsy guidance to Mulan on how to behave like a man based on his poor judgment and stereotypical views. Under the command of Captain Li Shang, she and her fellow recruits Yao Ling and Qian Po gradually become trained warriors. Desiring to see Mulan succeed, Mushu creates a fake order from Shang's father, General Li, ordering Shang to follow the main Imperial Army into the mountains. The reinforcements set out but arrive at a burnout encampment and discover that General Li and his troops have been massacred by the Huns. As the reinforcements solemnly leave the mountains, they are ambushed by the Huns, but Mulan cleverly uses a cannon to cause an avalanche, which buries most of the invaders. An enraged Shan Yu slashes her in the chest, and her deception is revealed when the wound is bandaged. Instead of executing Mulan as the law requires, Shang spares her life, but nonetheless expels her from the army. 
Mulan is left to follow alone as the recruits depart for the Imperial City to report the news of the Hun's destruction. However, it is discovered that the, that several Hun warriors, including Shan Yu, have survived the avalanche, and Mulan catches sight of them as they make their way to the city, intent on capturing the Emperor. At the Imperial City, Mulan tries convincing Shang about Shan Yu's survival to no avail. The Huns capture the Emperor and seize the palace with Mulan's help. Yao, Ling, and Qianpo pose as concubines and are able to enter the palace. With the help of Shang, they defeat Shan Yu's men as Shang prevents Shan Yu from assassinating the Emperor. Mulan lures the Hun leader onto the roof after she engages him in single combat. Meanwhile, acting on Mulan's instructions and signal, Mushu fires a large skyrocket at Shan Yu. The rocket strikes and propels him into a fireworks launching tower where he dies in the resulting explosion. Mulan is initially reprimanded by the Emperor for having destroyed the palace and shamed the army and her family, but is unexpectedly praised by him and the assembled inhabitants of the city for having saved them, who bow to her in an unprecedented honor. While she accepts the crest of the Emperor and Sword of Shen Yu as gifts, she politely declines the offer to be his advisor and asks to return to her family. Mulan returns home and presents these gifts to her father, who is overjoyed to have Mulan back safely. Having been enamored with Mulong, Shang soon arrives under the pretext of returning her helmet, but accepts the family's invitation to stay for dinner. Mushu is reinstated as a Fa family guardian by the ancestors amid a, a returning celebration. So, Jim, what is your like for this movie? Well, uh, the biggest thing I would say about this film that I really enjoy is just the way the story works. And I think they do a really good job of telling it. I think um, the fact that we get to see that Mulan comes from this position where she's told you have to, basically, your your goal in life needs to be to honor, honor the family by marrying and so on and so forth. And even though she's not predisposed to that, she plans to do so. But we do get to see her go out and become a warrior to save her father's life, essentially. And I love the way we get this. Uh, it's such a great empowerment story for women in this case. And I think that's one of the best things about this film, because you're getting this, uh, again, in a society where women are basically told they have to stay home, they're, they're supposed to marry, have kids, etc. She goes out and proves that a woman can do whatever a man can do um, in this film. And I think it's a really good story. I think it's fun. I think it's entertaining in that aspect. And I think, you know, it shows that even if men and women are different, uh, you know, women are able to do so many great things and women can take that sort of uh, combat leadership role, which we've struggled with as a, as a world uh, until the last century. I mean, really um, that women can be anything they want to be. And I think it's a really empowering story for women. So that's my, that's my good for this. All right, Jacob, mine would kind of follow on the, uh, the same path that Jim did was more the, uh, they kept with the culture of the time. They, they, they didn't go in and change things to make it more culturally relevant for today, the day, the, uh, the time in which it was released. They kept it within the historical uh, uh, limitations, limitations mm -hmm. of that. Uh, I think the movie does a lot better. The, uh, the new movie does a lot better. But, but uh, I, I, I agree with Jim, the fact to be like... Um, like supposed to be like supposed to honor your family, uh, marry, have boys. Um, the fact that Mulan does 
she does kind of buck against that tradition a little bit. She's still willing to do it, but when she finds that her father is uh, is too old and he can't do it anymore, so she dons his armor, cuts her hair, and uh, goes goes into the army, disguises a guy. Mm-hmm. And uh, I really enjoy that aspect of it because you get that historic, you get that historical fact of uh, uh, Chinese uh, Chinese culture. Yeah, yeah, Chinese yeah. culture. And I uh, just want to be right when I say that. But um, yeah, that's the, the part I really, really enjoy the historical the historical facts they're using is like when she's discovered that she's a woman, be like she is, be like, oh, she needs to be executed. But the uh, the general is like, no, be like he let he lets her go, be like be like well, exile. She had just saved his life, so yeah, exactly. He saved her life, exactly. Be like, it's, but yeah, it'd be like you know, I you know, this this pay this debt has already been paid. Mm-hmm. And, yeah, uh, Jake. Hmm? I was gonna say, yeah. Just along with you, I mean, you know, so often we see movies where they go back into historical settings and they try to brush over a lot of the what we would call uh, the sad facts of history. Yeah, like they exactly. Go, oh, they would act like men and women were considered equals. Yeah, exactly. At that time, even if they weren't. And this time, we're talking about a period where there was obviously a difference between mm-hmm. the way men and women were yeah, allowed to do things. Yeah. So, I mean, it is a good thing that we see that, especially when the story is trying to tell you that things can be different and better. Oh, yeah. You know, so, yeah. Yeah. I, yeah, this is kind of where I'm at because of the historical fact. They kept to it where mm-hmm. previously probably wouldn't have. And so they kept, they kind of took that chance. It's like, okay, let's, let's make a historical faux-accurate movie. It's not exactly historical. Sure, not not right. accurate. Not not but yeah. at all. But it's it's still a really accurate theme, if not in uh, right ac- histor- hist- historical. Yeah, exactly. Right. Uh, right. So yeah, other than that, it's it's a really really good movie. Okay. What's yours? I have been a Jerry Goldsmith fan since I first heard Star Trek: The Motion Picture. Uh-huh. As, uh Way back when I was little. So. As I was going back through here, I kind of had it pegged. This was a Jerry Goldsmith score, and I absolutely love the score from beginning to end. It's it keeps that Asian feel without being very stereotypical about it. Yeah, um, and it leads directly into the the uh, the musical aspect of this the musical songs very easily. I mean, admittedly, I'm not sure how well the musical aspect of this movie works hmm. it's one of the reasons why i do understand why the the live action movie that just came out steered away from that mm-hmm. but that being said this movie does have one of the greatest training montages in animation <laughs> history true with uh i'll make a man out Maybe. of you sung by donny osmond of all people uh-huh. <laughs> yeah uh i just this is a fun song um it's really the only one of the uh, lyricized songs I kind of like because uh, Mulan's song at the beginning, uh, when will the girl? I don't remember the name of it, but the one where she's singing about when will the girl I see in the reflection be me? Oh, reflection, reflections. I couldn't remember the name of it. Uh, while that's pretty, it just doesn't speak to me that much. Okay. Uh, the other song with the army, uh, a girl worth fighting for. Yeah. It makes sense in context. It's catchy. I'm fairly certain a similar song was in South Pacific. 
in that in that musical. Probably. In fact, I'm fairly certain it was because I'm fairly certain I had to sing it in a competition. <laughs> now that I think about it, but um, it's it, it really does. It, it just really kind of feels like it comes out of nowhere and it ends, uh, like you're, just as you're having fun, it ends with uh, that burned out village. It's like, okay. <laughs> Uh, but yeah, the the we get to the score. It it's a great action score, which is not what you expect for what in what is presented as a Disney princess movie. Yeah, which we've discussed this before. I don't uh-huh. know if we've actually recorded this discussion at any time, but I still don't consider Mulan a, a princess, even though I know officially she is. Mm-hmm. According to Mark, the Mark, Disney marketing team, right, and the fact that she shows up with the rest of the princesses in Wreck It Ralph too, yeah. But I think that's just for inclusivity. I think so too. Agreed. She does not. I mean, Pocahontas and Moana make sense why you would consider those princesses because they're at least the daughter of their village chiefs. They are in an equivalent sure. role, right? Milan, on the other hand. The closest thing in this movie she gets to a love interest is General Shang, uh, yeah, General Shang, and he's just a general in the army. He does not appear to have any noble blood in him whatsoever that we are aware of, other than his father is a great general, and he might have. I don't know exactly how the Chinese nobility works. Yeah, yeah. I would assume but, that there's some nobility in his family, maybe, but right. But he's but not he in the be. royal lineage. Yeah, yeah, no. In any way, so. I don't think you can count her as a princess for that fact, and that's one of those weird things that bugs me, but that's also beside the point. Because um, I just do a lot... This is, I don't know if I'd go out and buy the soundtrack to this one, because like I said, there's only one of the musical songs I actually like, and I don't think the score would work too well listening to it by itself. Mm. But in context of the movie, I think it works great, and it's one of the best aspects of this movie, in my opinion. So, yeah. Yeah, that's my uh, that's my like. Does before we move on to dislikes, does anybody have an additional like? Um, I mentioned it earlier, but I want to go ahead and double down on the cast. Uh, again, we've got a lot of good voice actors in here. Um, again, Ming Na Wen is fantastic mm-hmm. as usual. James Hong, um, uh, Harvey Firestein, and just so many others. They do a really good job of bringing the whole thing together. Um, now, again, it's an animated Disney film. It's not as complex as some other stuff, but I think they do a really good job of portraying what they're trying to do. Um, you know, and I think it works. I think that's, if I was going to add another like, that's one of my favorites. Having Ming-Na Wen, having Ming-Na Wen in it made me want to watch it. Mm-hmm. So, uh, I really enjoyed uh, Eddie Murphy's performance as uh, Mushu. Mushu. I, I really, he does have a lot of great lines. He does have a lot of great lines. It'd be like, uh, just, oh my gosh. I, I, I can't think of anything right now on the top of my head. The sauna on your house. The sauna on your cow. <laughs> There's the limp noodle. Yes. Yeah, the limp noodle. Yeah, I mean. Or when he wakes up, I live! <laughs> Dragon, not lizard. I don't do that tongue thing. But it's 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 
it sounds like Eddie Murphy was having a great time doing this performance. Um, and I just really, I enjoyed his performance. I loved the character. Uh, there's, there's a lot of redemption in this movie. Like a lot of redemption. You have Eddie Murphy's character of, of uh, Mushu, his redemption of being a guardian again, of uh, Mulan almost kind of be like getting back her, her family's honor mm-hmm. in a way for all of her, 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 uh, uh, heroism. Or uh, hero- heroism, Hero huh? Hero heroism. <laughs> there we go. That's the word. Yeah, Thank you. That's the word. I, I knew I was getting words mixed up. I was like, wait, what word is it now? It's a tough word. <laughs> it's a tough All word. Right. Yes, words are hard. Is another podcast I listen to. Says. <laughs> Either way, be like, uh, yeah, it's it's got a lot of re- it's got a lot of redemption arcs into it, and um, uh, the 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 line that got me at the very end of the watching this this uh the original was be like um. What was the uh, the father's last line? He says the uh, what my my greatest honor is having a daughter having a uh, a daughter like you, mm-hmm. and I was just like part of me was like that was so good that was so, I mean like it's so well done the movie is so well done executed and uh, I enjoyed it I, I will probably wind up picking this up from uh, movie Disney, Disney, Disney movie club thank you that's what I was looking for thank you. So yeah, that that's all I've got to say about this movie uh, until we get the dislikes. I do want to go ahead and bring up our villain, uh, Shen Yu. Shen Yu, yeah. He is admittedly kind of a mustache twirly villain, evil for evil's sake. Yeah, He's did kind you... of this unrelenting force that's coming down, but he is so brilliant in his plans. Oh yeah. Uh the fact that he literally wants China to know he's there, so he makes sure that the thing gets lit before he leaves the Great Wall. Yeah. Uh, the fact that he wants them to think that the 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 bat they the that China won that battle on the uh, the mountain, mm-hmm. so that he could sneak in to kill the emperor because that's all he wants to do is kill the emperor. Mm-hmm. He really is not worried worried about anybody else. Uh, so I love the I love him in this as the villain. If I have a problem with him to kind of transition us somewhat into our dislikes, okay. I hate his black corneas. <laughs> okay. And yellow pupils. Oh, yeah, that's right. That's right. <laughs> I mean, I, look, I know the guy is evil. Does he have to look this evil? And it's not just him. All of the Huns have this problem. What disease attacked these guys? Liver issues, apparently. Liver Must issues. Be yeah, liver issues. That's what I thought. Their, it's not. I think cornea is the wrong word, but the the white should be the whites of their eyes turn pitch black, mm-hmm. but their pupils turn yellow. Ooh. What are they? Werewolves? Maybe <laughs> uh, a little lycanthropy in there. Maybe so. Go with a live action movie. We know at least one of those characters is all is is an animal human hybrid and can yeah. transform. But let's save that for the let's, movie of the week. Yes, podcast. Yeah, let's we'll save go. that. Yeah. But, uh, <laughs> yeah, they, they are, while I enjoy them as villains, I really hate the character designs <laughs> for our villains. Okay. Yeah. I, I understand. I understand that. Uh, I just wish, uh, I, I wish he had more human eyes is what it comes down yeah. to. And I wish he had a little bit more, he, he wasn't so, barbarian looking yeah but that's part of me wanting because you know i am of the thought your hero is only as good as your villain yeah and admittedly mulan's villain is not uh, shun you 
Shenyi, however you say his name. Shenyu. Shenyu. That's really not her villain. Her villain is expectations of women in Chinese culture. True. But uh, she is still, he is still the villain of the movie. Yeah. And I kind of just wish they'd have treated him a little bit better. That's all. I I want him to be intelligent. He feels, as smart as he is, he still kind of acts like a barbarian. And I know that's generally how the Chinese look at barbarian, at the Huns, but still. Well, that's what the the Romans looked at barbarians. Be like, yeah. the the word barbarian goes from a bar, 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 bar. <laughs> anyway, uh, Jim, since I kind of jumped ahead of You're you fine. on dislikes, uh, what Dislike. is your dislike for the film? Okay, so if you told me that Ming Na Wen and Eddie Murphy were doing a musical and it'd be filled with action, uh, this is not what I would have expected. Uh, but really, I think I was just disappointed with Eddie Murphy's performance. I thought he was underwhelming. I get that you like him, Jacob, but yeah. I found Mushu to be the one of the weak parts to this film. I didn't feel I that he that. helped me that much. Uh, maybe again, maybe if I watched it when I was younger, it would have helped. Uh, but that's—I mean—it's not uncommon for a Disney film to have a weird comedy role in a in something like that. Um, a well, weird and, psychic and character. This, this is yeah. at the same time where the, where Genie worked so well for Aladdin, they wanted exactly. another Genie like character yeah. in it. That's why that makes sense. Uh, I, that, that's essentially what Mushu is here for. He's the funny sure. comedian they hired to play a, a, a kooky character. Mm-hmm. Right. And, uh, you know, Eddie Murphy is a phenomenal comic. I'm a big fan and I would love to have seen him have more of a role or, but in this film, I felt like it was unnecessary. And again, they're probably doing it just to get more of that genie style magic from yeah. before. But, this is not the movie for it. I think mm-hmm. that, you know, he's basically there to be uh, like a little bit of help here and there. And I'm uh, maybe almost an advisor, but it doesn't feel like he fulfills that role very well. Um, anyway, that would be my, I guess my biggest complaint. Uh, the only other thing I would say, and I'm going to go ahead and throw this in anyway, is I wish they used more bows in this film. Like yeah. the, the Asiatic composite bow is what the Huns are known for. And oh, what yeah. Fighting at the time is all about uh, the horse bow as a lot of people call it, the Hunbo, as a lot of people call it. I would have loved to have seen more of that. But yeah, yeah. that's my that's my big complaint, really. Okay. All Jacob, right. so dislikes. Dislikes. Mine doesn't really have to do with anything with the film. <laughs> love those dislikes. <laughs> <laughs> Mine is the simple fact that Mulan is not a princess. And she, she, she has been... Why labeled- was I not surprised you bring this up after I brought it up? Yeah, thank you. And be like, I was like, ah, misappropriation. Of the, like, of the movie. Uh, Jacob and his complaints about the misappropriation of royal titles, I think, is becoming a new thing. I mean, even when we were talking about the Kingsman too, yeah. Jacob was complaining about <laughs> hey, royalty about and the like, systems royalty of royalty and, and everything. He's just like, that's not how it works. <laughs> but uh, it's like I like I think I think it was Jim who brought it up that it's like yeah, because you just want you know Mulan to be like. It's like, oh, she's part of the the, uh, the Disney the uh, the princess crew, right? Yeah, which I totally understand, but from a historical standpoint, she's not a princess. There's nowhere near on Earth the entire movie that yeah. there is no lineage anywhere. Like I had this weirdest dream. I mean, heck, Alice from Alice in Wonderland has a better chance of being a princess than Mulan <laughs> does. Exactly. <laughs> Disney uh, likes now, to hand out tiaras huh? like. Disney likes to hand out tiaras, tiaras like rolls at Golden Corral. I'm just saying, <laughs> everybody gets one with a purchase. Uh, that so is it, true. 
you get a crown, you get a crown, you get a crown. Yeah, Oprah. <laughs> right, style, exactly. Yeah. And yet they still won't give it to Penelope. Yeah. Come on, guys. <laughs> uh, I don't know who that is, so. The Penelope Von Schweetz from Wreck-It Ralph. Oh, come on. Yeah, she yeah, is a princess. princess. Come on. She yeah. has a I Disney th- princess th- song. Yes. She needs a yeah, princess. Yeah. Yes. Uh, they need to put her in the toy line. That's all I'm saying. <laughs> yeah, for sure. Oh. Oh, yeah. It was. Um, I had the weirdest dream. I think it was like just before I left for the retreat. I had this. I thought it was real. I, I, I was talking with Jim and he used to be like he had just watched the movie. And said, oh, by the way, they've changed Mulan to being the Emperor's daughter. No, 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 no. That's not a weird dream. Thursday, I told you that. Oh. Oh, I see. There you go. was wrong. Okay, well, never mind. I will admit this. Because <laughs> something I read had said, some synopsis I read had mentioned her being the Empress, the Emperor's daughter. And I was a, I don't know where I read that. Yeah. So I will ask for your forgiveness. You are most welcome. For that. Pop! See, but Jacob couldn't even believe you would actually say it. Drew. Yes, that's how ridiculous pretend, it is. He had to pretend I said it in a dream in order for it to make any sense. So there you go. No, but like, actually, I did have a dream about it that Jim said it, and I forgot what you said. <laughs> okay. And then, like, apparently, I, it was in your subconscious. Yeah, apparently. <laughs> so I, I was, I was watching. I was waiting for this movie. It's like, okay, when are you gonna make? When are you gonna do it? When are you gonna do it? Oh, they didn't do it. Yay! So yeah, my 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 big complaint is like, Mulan is not a princess. Yes, you want to make her a princess, but historically you cannot make her a princess unless you make her royalty or line to the throne of you know the emperor yeah. or something like that. Well, aren't they all sister wives with uh, what's his name, Prince Charming or something in Disneyland? Isn't that kind of how it all works? No, anyway? I never <laughs> thought of the princesses as Mormons. <laughs> Yep, that's it. Well, they all married to Disney Mouse, you know yes. Mickey yeah, Mouse yep. and the princesses. I don't know. Yeah, but he's he's, he's not so a king. About that. Well, he's the king of Disneyland. Anyway, <laughs> I do have another little. I had to have a nitpick for this. Uh-oh. Uh-oh. A nitpick. A nitpick. Yes, I understand why they did this, but it also does not make sense in context. When. Her, when she wakes up at the camp, mm-hmm. her tent is not with everybody else's tent. Yeah. It's off sense. to itself. So that conveniently, she can get dressed and look like a man before she enters camp. Mm-hmm. That, That's not how this would have worked. <laughs> that isn't wor- like If you look at militarily wise, that wouldn't work. Exactly. Well, I think there was the only argument I think I can make against that is don't they say that they already packed up and moved? No, this this is the first day. The only thing that had happened at the camp prior to this point is uh, she checked in with uh, the three amigos there. Yeah. (laughs) And she was late. And and had the fight, and they had to, was it clean up? I'm thinking, I get this confused with the next move, with the Mm -hmm. live action. But they got into the fight, and they all got in trouble, and so the next day they were going to start training, because it's right after that scene where with the yeah. tent that we get into uh, make a man out of you. But she, her, her, her tent, tent is way off, <laughs> is way off to the side behind a rock. Uh-huh. So, you know, she can't even see her tent from the camp. Uh-huh. 
And they allowed that to happen? Yeah. As far as they know, she's just another guy. Yeah. Why yeah. would he have they why sh- would he have like a Why would I'll- he get special treatment? Yeah. Disney. I understand <laughs> Disney. Like I said, I understand why it happened cuz you want to especially in the late 90s, you want to curve away from the idea that something incestuous something that wasn't insidious happened to her. Yes. You want to keep a bit of modesty. I understand that. Right. At the same time, we are talking about a movie that essentially deals with a cross-dressing woman joining the army. As far as they know, she's a man. Right. So she would be with the rest of the camp, not off to the side. Yeah, true. If she got lucky, maybe she was behind behind a pole or something that maybe blocked it. But that's as close as you're going to get. Right. Yeah. Anyway, yeah. that's just a nitpick because honestly, it doesn't affect the story. So. Right. Yeah. That's that's a that's a nitpick. Yeah. Uh, anybody got anything else? I think I'm good. And you, Jacob? I can't think of anything. Uh, I think I'm good actually. All right. Well, then let's get into our ratings. Of course, we use a ten point scale. So, Jim, what is your rating for this movie? All right. Uh. You know, this was this is kind of hard to come to. I, you know, I'm trying to look at it as unbiased as possible and and whatnot. Um, and I tried to rate it before I watched the other one, um, just Fair. to kind of get an idea. But I'm going to give it a six out of ten. I feel like it is an okay movie. It's fine. It does a good job in some ways, but it really wasn't for me. And it, you know, had I been a if I was a kid, I think I would have enjoyed it more. Or if I was a girl or who knows what, but I would say that for me, I felt like this really wasn't for me, um, but it was entertaining at points. So uh, while it didn't have any major, just this is a bad movie. I thought it was put together pretty well. Again, I thought Eddie Murphy was a little downplayed maybe or upplayed or whatever. It just didn't feel right to me. Um, and I felt like there was a lot of good to the film. I just felt like it never got past a, uh, a six, I, I think it wasn't a, I mean, a C movie is really the best place, I think, for it. Uh, I wouldn't call it much better than that. Um, but yeah, six. Jacob? Alright, so I'll give it a little more than Jim did. I'll give it an eight. 8.0. That's a little? That's a little <laughs> higher. A little bit. It's yeah, eight, two points. Two points. I really enjoyed it. Uh, there again, when I was a kid, I didn't really get to see it that much. I saw it and it was like, oh, it's a girl's film. And uh, now as an adult, as a, uh, a lover of animation and an uh, animation movie critic, uh, I really enjoyed the movie. Really enjoyed it. It's got a great story. Historically, it holds true to a lot of things of the period. Uh, definitely within the culture. Um, I love Mulan's story from... Um, wanting to honor her family, but then going in, becoming a warrior, and saving China. Um, uh, I I like Mushu. I I I do see Jim's points. Uh, I still enjoy him as him as character. Um, like all the characters, the songs are they're catchy. They're they're like there's a lot of they're not absolutely rememberable, like you said before. Mm-hmm. Uh, but for some reason, I've had a reflection in my head for like a week and a half or two weeks um, or like a week and a half. Um, but I really enjoy the film. And like I said, be like, once I get a chance, I'm going to buy this thing because I enjoyed it that much. Okay. What about you, Drew? I'm going to have to give this one a seven. Hmm. So I'm cutting the 
cutting the spread between the two, y'all. I got you. Um, there are so many movies, especially within Disney's catalog, that I would rate higher than this, and it's not just because of nostalgia. Uh, but this one just does not speak to Like Jim said, it just doesn't speak to me. Okay. It's a good story. It's... I don't really have much... I can't really connect with the main character very well mm-hmm. in this one, uh, which might be the problem with most of the quote-unquote princess movies. Mm-hmm. But generally, in many of the others, there's usually another character I can connect with. In this case, there really isn't, because the closest might be Mushu or General Lee or General Shang. It's... It's really not a movie for me. I can't rate it much lower than... I can't really rate it lower than the 7 because... Honestly, I could not find a fault in the animation anywhere. Because mm-hmm. I was looking. I'm always looking. And there was... I, I, the animation was competent, so I can't really uh, dock it for that. The only things I can really dock it for is, as much as I like the music, uh, all but one or two songs, like you said is mostly forgettable. Mm-hmm. Uh, and the comedy sometimes hits and it sometimes doesn't. Uh, for the most part, I actually do find Mushu annoying, except for a couple of his lines. I can't really rate it much higher, but I can't definitely can't rate it any lower. So I'm going to just, you know, cut the spread and hit seven. Okay. Yeah, I mean, like you said, it's it's competently done. I mean, the 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 special, I mean, the uh, digital effects look good. Yeah. Uh, everything seems like a good movie. Uh, I have no problem with it as a film. I would, I think that people should watch it. I think that it's good enough uh, that everyone should probably show it to their kids mm-hmm. and give them a chance to see if they like Agreed. it. At the very least, it's a little bit more diverse than some of the others as far as what we normally get out yeah. of uh, mm-hmm. Disney films. Agreed. So, I mean, you know, it, it does what it's trying to do. As Again, I, I think Drew said it just as well as I did, if not better. But I'm not the target audience, I think, at this mm-hmm. point. And, uh, you know, while I'm not saying that boys will not get anything from this, I think for girls especially, it's it's a very much mm-hmm. a women empowerment type film. True. And it doesn't do a bad job of it either. So, I mean, it's not one of those where they make all men look horrible and stupid. So, you know, it, yeah. it's good. Yeah. And I do have to appreciate this being one of the last... This is like within 10 years, I think, of the last of of the Caps era of Disney animation. Mm-hmm. So it's not long. It's, what, 2005 when Chicken Little comes out? Something like that. And it's, yeah. it's two years when Dinosaur comes out, which was Walt Disney Animation Studios' first 3D one, which mm-hmm. I never watched. Me either. But I know it's 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 like it's at two thousand, and then the next three D is Chicken Little. Yeah. And uh, honestly, outside of Emperor's New Groove and Lilo and Stitch, I can't think of a movie after Mulan that's two D that was that good. Well, also you have, I might be mistaken, but I think uh, Tarzan came out in nineteen ninety nine. Yeah, Tarzan did come out in ninety nine. I didn't include it for a reason. Ah, well, never mind then. <laughs> also, Hercules came out, uh, I think, in 2000. I think. I might have that wrong. Uh, I know it came out after this. Uh, and it's good. It's just... 
where it, Hercule- you can tell we are in the final eras of Disney's yeah. focus on 2D animation. Yeah. And it's, I can't help but appreciate how good this film looks in that era. Yeah. So, uh, Hercules came out in 1997. Okay, that so it came out a year this. before this film. Okay, and the last film of the Disney Renaissance was actually, that was um, I just added uh, Tarzan. Tarzan was the last movie of the uh, the the Disney Renaissance. Officially, officially, even though Disney can't actually produce anything with the Tarzan logo on it anymore. No, because all that's still owned by the Edgar Rice Burroughs estate. Yep, true. And they've but, already rescinded the license to Disney, and all Disney can now do is release stuff they've already made yep. mm. with Tarzan connected to it. Right. Because other people are using it. Exactly. Mm-hmm. Yep. Yep, yep. Anyway, I think that brings us to the end of this episode. I think so. Come, Jacob. We must prepare for next week. Prepare for what, Drew? Same thing we do every week, Jacob. Record a podcast! Oh, boy! Uh, Jim. Where can we find more stuff from you? Well, as usual, the best places to find stuff from me are on Facebook and Twitter, and that's at Passive Creative. Um, You can also find me at Passive Creator on uh, Instagram. Uh, As we've said earlier, the Movie of the Week podcast, it's on Facebook, uh, Twitter, and, uh, you know, wherever you find your podcasts. Um, Yeah, and I'm doing a few other projects, but most of them aren't doing very aren't going as well as I'd like to. You can also look for the real movie news on Facebook where I keep me and a buddy try to keep the news going for movie stuff. We also do a podcast, but we haven't done much of it lately. And a couple of the projects are coming down the chain, but for right now, that's really all I've got. Yeah. And his webcomic's not that bad either. Oh, it's yeah, actually very web- funny. Actually, it's very stupid. It is uh, and stupid, it ta- but it's and it funny. Takes a while to get into it, but yes. Yeah, uh, I need to get I've back almost into reached it. A, I guess uh, a month. No, I just reached a year. I think with that, so it's been fun hey, doing resolutions on that. Appreciate that. Uh, but that's uh, the haphazardly thrown together web comic, mm-hmm. and you can find that on Webtoons and on uh, uh, Tapas, as well as on Facebook. You can look up the haphazard comic. So, excellent. Yeah. All right. So, where can they find you, Jacob? They can find me on Facebook at Jacob B. Heron and Jacob's Daily Art Corner, my personal art Facebook page. On Twitter at Jacob B. Heron, on Instagram at Jacob B. Heron, and on Letterbox at Jacob Heron. Where can they find you, Drew? Uh, you can find me on Facebook at Drew Dodgen. You can also find my Facebook page at Drew's Photo Bin, where I upload uh, my photography. You can also follow me on Letterbox at GGeorge759 and Twitter at GGeorge759. Where can they find us, Jacob? You can also visit our website, the thecellcast.podbean.com, where you will find every episode we released and links to listen to it on Apple Podcasts, Google Play, and Stitcher. Our RSS feed, if we aren't in your favorite podcast app directory, please share, review, and subscribe to us there and share us with your friends. You will also find a link to our Facebook group, the Double Feature Podcast Community, where we talk about both animated and live-action movies. We share this with our other podcasts, which we do with Jacob's brother Jim, at uh, the Movie of the Week podcast, where we talk about live-action movies. You can also email us at thecellcastpodcast at gmail.com. Also, please like our page on Facebook. We try to post about upcoming movies. 
if you comment on that movie's post before we record, we'll read your comments in the episode. And remember, every time we say The Cellcast, that is with a single L. L.